Hey, real quick, would you like to join me for a fun and super practical challenge to increase your online visibility? The Visibility Kickstarter Challenge is hosted by my friend Alina Vincent, who, if you don't know, she is the queen of online challenges. <clears throat> and that means that this is going to be one of the most actionable, value-packed, and fast-to-implement challenges that you have ever been a part of. I recently used her challenge method in my last launch, and it was the most effective challenge we have ever run, and it was easier than any, ever, any challenge we've ever run uh, as well. It is completely free, so if you want to join me, I'll be there. Head over to jenlaner.com forward slash 084 to sign up. And again, that's jenlaner, L-E-H-N-E-R.com forward slash 084. Hey guys, it's Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and you're listening to the Front Row Entrepreneur Podcast with our girl, Jen. Our guest today is founder and editor of Voice Brew, a digital media company focused on helping people get the most out of Alexa, which we will refer to as Lexi during this show as to not wake up your devices, like I think I just did. Voice Brew sends 40,000 plus Lexi enthusiasts a daily email newsletter with tips for using Lexi and publishes comprehensive guides on voicebrew.com covering key Lexi features. Prior to launching Voice Brew, this guest was senior vice president and head of corporate strategy at a global alternative investment firm where she spent eight years. She graduated from Harvard College in 2009. Welcome to the show, Catherine Prescott. Thank you, Jen, and thank you for having me. I am thrilled to be here with you today. I'm so, so excited. You and I met at a, a voice conference, and I was immediately just blown away by the work that you are doing. And Voice Brew, you know, one thing I want to talk about before we dive into the whole Lexi stuff is what a prolific content creator you are and how incredibly consistent you are. So for listeners who aren't familiar with Voice Brew, tell us a little bit more about it. Sure. So Voice Brew sends, as Jen said, over 40,000 Alexa super enthusiast subscribers an email Monday through Thursday with one really great thing to try with Alexa. So my goal when I send that email is that you spend less than a minute reading it and you come away with something actionable that you can do. And my hope is that you go and actually do that thing. I also publish a flash briefing, a companion flash briefing to go along with the email. So the emails usually don't come out until 2 p.m. every day, but the flash briefing is available every morning as kind of like a preview with some highlights for what's going to be in the day's email. And then as Jen said in the introduction, I also publish extremely comprehensive guides on things like Alexa routines, how to create an Alexa shopping list, you know, the best smart home devices, you know, the best games, uh, you know, I could go on at voicebrew.com. It's really become the go-to resource for anybody, um, whether, you know, like you're a hardcore enthusiast or you're just getting started using, 
taking advantage of the Lexi device you might have bought two years ago and it's sitting on your kitchen counter, eventually when people are ready to come around to taking advantage of all that that amazing little Echo device can do, you have become the go-to resource. And I just really am blown away by how consistent. And like you said, like those emails, they are what we should all strive for. They are actionable. They are interesting. They, um, they, come, they hit my email box at the same time every day, Monday through Thursday. And it's one of the few emails that I never miss. So, so kudos to you for that. Thank you, Jed. That's that's so nice of you. I'm 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 really happy to hear that um you've been enjoying the emails. Well, when when you and I first discussed come you coming on the show, our world was still pretty much our regular old world and we weren't under attack from a killer virus. So although I do want to dig into some general uses and ninja uses for Lexi in our lives. I thought maybe we could talk about ways that people might be able to use Lexi to help us get through these challenging days. You got any ideas for us? Absolutely. So this is definitely a time for hunkering down. And what that probably means, Jen, is that a lot of your listeners who are hearing this are home. And, you know, working from home, of course, but also looking for things that they can do at home to have a little bit of fun instead of going out to a restaurant or going to the movies or to a show. Because for most of us, those were no longer able to do those things for during this period. And Alexa can definitely help fill the void. So maybe we can kind of start by talking about a few really awesome Alexa trivia games. What do you think of that? Oh, love it. Because I know our family uses one that, that we totally love. Yes. Let's okay. do that. Awesome. So um, I have four that are really, uh, really my favorite four trivia games. And um, let me kind of talk through those uh, briefly. So the first one, uh, Song Quiz. This is, you know, one of the most popular Alexa skills in general. And it's really a fantastic game. It's a great experience. So the way it works is you hear a short clip of music and you have to guess the song. And what's great is that if you're home with family members, you can definitely play it with them. But if you're home alone and you want to play, you'll get matched up with someone else who is also playing at home alone. So it's also kind of a nice way to, um, you know, have some connectivity with the outside world you know, if, if you're, you know, home by yourself right now. We love that game, but I did not know that you could get matched up with a random player. And I, what I love is that like, I've got a kid that's 11 and then I have, you know, two older teenage children, um, one in college and then one in high school. And then of course the old geezers, my, my husband and myself. And so our, our music knowledge is going to really be, you know, it's like if we do, if we do um, music of today, like our our kids kill us, you know, but if we do the 60s and 70s. So I just like that you could do genres, you know, all these different genres by time period, or um, I think they even have like, what are the, some of the other genres? I can't, I can't remember, but whatever. It's a great game. All right. What else you got for us? So another really classic game is Price It Right. This is Amazon's take on um, the, you know, classic game. Uh, the host will present product descriptions listed on Amazon, and your goal is to guess the item's price to score points. So it's just, you know, it's just a nice, it's just a fun, you know, little game to kind of test your knowledge. 
Another game that I absolutely love is question of the day. So this has something like over like 20,000 reviews. It's got almost five stars. It's really, really fun. And you'll get a trivia question every day. And it could be something relating to arts and entertainment, science. Um, The questions feel fresh and engaging. They're always different. And I just think, you know, I really want to highlight the skill because I think the team behind the skill, which is uh, Matchbox, does a really great job of coming up with new, creative, kind of surprising um, content every single day. I always learn something new. So that's also a great one to do. And it's one that, you know, it's it's a really nice way to kind of start the day with your sort of question of the day. I love it. The last one I would love to highlight is totally different from any game I had ever played. And it's really not as well known in the US. It's called Pointless. And it's based on the British quiz show called Pointless. And the goal is actually to score the lowest number of points by coming up with really obscure answers to the questions. So if your answer to a question is unique, meaning no previous contestant ever provided that answer, it's considered pointless and you score nothing. And the goal to win is to score nothing. Um, it's really fun. It's really different. And I, it's, de- it's definitely one of my favorite Alexa games. Ooh, I'll have to check that out. And where is that originated from? Not the States? It's, it's, it was, it's, it's, a, it's based on a British um, quiz show and the team behind it is in the right. UK, but they have also launched it in the US. Oh, definitely have to check that one out. All right. So we've got some games covered that should keep us busy for a little while uh, and help deal with the um, stir craziness. What about stuff to help with anxiety? Like I could think of a, I don't know, right off the top of my head, I'm thinking uh, ambient noise maybe. Absolutely. So um, I don't know, Jen, we were just chatting a little bit about this before um, we started recording, but, you know, with all the stress around the virus, like I've definitely been having a harder time falling asleep recently than normal. And I've Mm -hmm. started, you know, I, you know, I've used ambient sounds on Alexa for a while, usually kind of more like white noise kind of sounds, but I've started using like thunderstorm sounds or ocean waves or things that feel, you know, even a bit more soothing than just the sort of normal white noise. And and that's been kind of a nice addition over the past couple of nights. And it really, it's it's so easy to turn on ambient sounds. You literally just say, Alexa, play thunderstorm sounds or play rain sounds. And, you know, almost, you know, any ambient sound um, will work. So, you know, I highly recommend that if you're, you know, looking for some ways to um, make it a little easier to fall asleep, or if you just need kind of a break from the stress of, you know, reading the news during the day, it can be a nice way to just sort of turn it off for a few minutes. Yeah, I've gotten really, mine is ocean noise. So I say, Mm -hmm. Lexi, uh, play ocean noise every night before I go to bed. And 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 somehow, like, I think it plays all the way through the night. So I don't remember how I enabled that. Do you have to say, like, loop it or something? Yep. You want to say loop on. Okay. 
but I never had to do it again. So I must have just done it once and it sticks. Is that yep, right? That's right. And then back to the games, because I was remiss in asking you for um, for our listeners, how do people get those games to play on their device? So you just say, Alexa, play song quiz or play price it right or play pointless um, or play question of the day. So you can say, you know, you can say, Alexa, play game or open game. But as long as you remember the name of the game that you want to play, all you, really all you have to say is just Alexa, open it, play it. You know, she'll sort of figure it out. And if you're listening to this and in a few hours you want to play a game and you forget the names of these games, you can always just say, Alexa, like, I want to play a game. And she'll suggest something. And it'll probably be pretty good. It's amazing. And it's also amazing how she, I shouldn't say she, I guess, how it gets so so much smarter and so much better and so much more intuitive every day. Really, it's it blows my mind. Uh, I, all of a sudden, I totally I, you agree. know what I don't like though? She's suddenly gotten a little bit too personal with me. I mean, like, have a have a great morning, Jennifer. And I just it kind of annoys me. And I and I said to her, I said, Lexi, stop chatting with me. Or I said, stop stop saying my name. I can't remember what it was. And then mm -hmm. she pretended like she didn't know what I was talking about. So that's so um, funny. Is there a way to make her stop being so chatty like i don't want her to tell me sometimes i just don't want her to say have a great weekend you know you could try do you have your alexa set to brief mode i don't know you could try that do I need i'm to not do that? i'm not sure if it'll work you open up the alexa app and navigate to settings and you'll see an option mm -hmm. for um for brief mode but what's nice about brief mode is that you know for example if you say Alexa, turn on the living room lights. Instead of responding, okay, she'll just play a short little chime and then turn them on. Um, and in general, she'll give much more succinct responses to your questions. Oh. So it's possible that that could help. But honestly, I've had some of my subscribers reach out with the same question and, and issue. And I'm, I'm not sure if there's a way to, to stop that now. But it's, it's funny because for me, I actually like that personalization, mm -hmm. but different people react really differently. I, I'm I'm sure I'm just being like a curmudgeon, and it, it you know most of the time it doesn't bother me. I think the issue I think the issue is actually you just saved me because brief mode is perfect for me. Like I'm the person who listens to podcasts at one and a half speed minimally. Mm -hmm. I listen to every YouTube, you know, I watch every online training at like two times speed. I mean. I am just do not have the patience. And so I think that's more of what it is. It's not that it's like creepy to me. It's annoying because it's just like, get on with it, lady, you know? So I think if I put it on brief mode, at brief mode, I think that will solve all my problems. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because even if she says like, good morning, whatever, she just says, <laughs> you know, if she says it quicker. Oh, and I also have it. I even have Alexa set up to speak faster, yeah. you know, because you can make her talk faster. Yep. And you just do it by saying, Lexi, talk faster. And yeah. uh, it's kind of fun too. Or more slowly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, totally. Those okay. Are great, so, helpful settings. What are some other things? I don't do meditation. I, I, don't, I don't have any kind of meditation thing set up on Lexi, but I imagine that could be something that would be helpful. Absolutely. So, um, you know, just a quick like personal note, 
you know, I've been meditating every day now for over a year. It's one of the best things I've done for myself. And um, Mm -hmm. I think that meditating with Alexa is another effective, easy, and it's also a free way to de-stress during this period right now. You know, one of the great things that most people don't know about meditating is that every time you meditate, you help to clear away some of this information overload that contributes to stress. Mm -hmm. So one analogy that Mm -hmm. people use is, you know, you have this sort of hose and over time, like all this gunk gets stuck in the hose. And so water, less Mm -hmm. water can move through the hose, but meditating helps to sort of gradually clear out that gunk so that the hose can like work better and water can kind of flow, flow more freely. This is something that I had sort of learned previously. And it's something that more recently I read on the Mayo Clinic website when I was researching this for one of my voice brew newsletters. And there are a bunch of great meditation skills on Alexa that can help anyone, particularly people, Jen, like you, that have not meditated before. You can do a really brief you know, meditation anywhere between two minutes up to 10 minutes. And um, these skills also have really helpful meditation primers to sort of guide you through the basics of how to get, you know, find somewhere comfortable to sit, guide you through some of the breathing that will help you relax. So the two skills that, you know, I would recommend if you are interested in, in trying meditation are a new meditation skill from Real Simple Relax. This one has a selection of really nice two-minute meditations. So Jen, this is literally like two minutes of your life and you might not like it, but if you don't, you only spent two minutes on it, right? That's like the amount of time you spend brushing your teeth. So I highly recommend trying it if you're looking for some new ways to de-stress. And then of course, there's also the Headspace Alexa skill, which is fantastic. So highly recommend giving these both a try. Is the headspace because I've done headspace on iPhone? Is headspace in? Uh, is it paid or free on Lexi? There are you, there are you can do it for free or you can do a paid version of it. And you can also okay. if if you have the paid version that you use on your iPhone, it's pretty easy to link up your Alexa account to your headspace account so that you can kind of pick off pick up on meditations that you started on your phone or you know, have access to additional meditations that you don't have access to in the free version. Okay. Any other sort of like good ones we could turn to? So here's- Not meditation necessarily. Oh, sorry. So, you know, this is an idea that I got from a voice brew subscriber, which I thought was just so kind of clever. But look, everybody's talking about good hand hygiene right now and saying that Washing your hands for 20 seconds, you know, is the, that's the right amount of time. And, you know, there are different mm-hmm. tricks. Some people say, you know, sing happy birthday in your head two times. That's 20 seconds. But if you really want to make sure that you get in a full 20 seconds, just set a 20 second Alexa timer while you're washing your hands. It's so easy. It's hands free. So, you know, you're not touching anything you know, while your hands are dirty before you've washed them. And you can easily make sure that you're practicing good hand hygiene and and really getting those germs off your hands with soap and water for the right amount of time. Such a good idea. And I have to say that is one of the ways, not for hand washing, but I use my 
Lexi timer for everything, especially when I'm cooking. It's just so convenient to see Lexi set the pasta timer, you know, 10 minutes, and then I can set an infinite number of other timers as well. In my kitchen, if I'm really like really cooking up a bunch of stuff, like Thanksgiving, for example, and you might have, you know, six different things going, I only have two timers. I've got the one on my phone. I guess you could do that with your phone too. I don't know. You could have multiple timers. I just love that I could just yell it out. I don't have to touch anything. It's it's fantastic. Yep, totally agree. You know, a way that we're using it um, that's that's been very comforting to me during this time is that a while back I was in search of, I was thinking my mom, I wanted to get my mom one of those like medic alerts bracelets because she lives alone and she's she's perfectly fine and she's a she's she's a busy, busy person and she's you know, it's not like she's um, sick in bed or anything like that, but she's older and she lives alone and she has stairs in her house. So I worry. And I thought, well, it'd be nice if she had one of those, not medic alert, the thing that you hit when you, the like, I guess it's a medical, medical alert, but when you, when you need to call for help by pressing a button on a bracelet or a necklace. And I was asking around in Facebook about that. And somebody suggested, well, why don't you, why don't you just get her a couple of Lexi devices? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So we put one downstairs and we put one upstairs. And, you know, the obvious, you know, her being able to just say, to yell out, and we tested it like from different parts of the house. Lexi, I've fallen, or no, not Lexi, I've fallen. Lexi, call Jennifer, mm-hmm. you know, is is really, makes it makes us both feel better. So that's great. But there there have been benefits during this like crazy time that have really you know made me love the fact that she has these devices even more and uh one is well she she has pneumonia right now and she and she lives alone and so i'm like i'm super scared so i like that i can just drop in and she's given me permission to do that so of course i could say lexi drop in on mom downstairs and then she hears the little chime and then she knows it's me and then i can just check on her and sort of hear what's going on and then at bedtime when I'm in bed and she's in bed, I, it's become one of our routines. So I'll say, Lexi, drop in on mom upstairs. And then she hears the chime. And then we like chat before we go to sleep. And it's just the coolest thing. And it's comforting to both of us, you know? Yeah, that is so nice, Jen. I mean, I love the example of using the drop-in. Yeah, I mean, it's not for everybody, you know, but and you have to like set boundaries with the whole drop-in feature for sure. But it's, it's, it works for us. Of course. Yeah. So are we are we missing anything? I think I mean I think those are those are we've those are some pretty, you know, great uses that we've talked about. I and I really do yeah. particularly love the drop in example that you gave, which is just I'm sure it gives you great comfort too to know that if you're trying to reach your mom at home and she's not picking up, that you can drop in and you can immediately kind of open up the line for her to talk back to you in case there is an issue. Totally. In fact, that exact same thing happened last night. I called, she answered, but there was no sound there. I called like on the phone. Of course, I immediately like am sort of starting to freak out because I'm imagining her lying on the floor gasping for air or something. I mean, I don't know. I was just like, why? Like, I imagined her being able to answer the phone, but not being able to speak. So I dropped in on her and I can hear the news. I can always hear the news mm-hmm. when I drop in on her. <laughs> and she's listening to the news. And I could hear her on the phone talking to someone, and that was what had happened. She was on the phone, and she must have clicked over accidentally to me, but then went back to them. So I was, so then I didn't need to talk to her. I just, I hung up, and I was 
comforted that it she was not helpless lying on the floor. She was chatting away happily with someone on the phone. So, all right. So, can you talk about a couple of smart home devices that you love? Because I use, like, I use skills a couple. Like, I have my favorite skills that I use, the ones that we've already talked about. Those are pretty much the ones that I use over and over. But I haven't really taken advantage of the whole smart home devices. Do you have any that you love that we might not know about or that I haven't set up? Yes. I mean, Jen, I think that ha- connecting Alexa to smart home devices, like smart lights and smart plugs, kind of basic devices like that, it's really one of the best use cases for Alexa right now. You know, you've you've seen, you've really seen, you know, when you look at the use cases that are sort of picking up the most steam, smart home is really right up there. And I also think that one of the reasons that we're starting to see all of the smart home devices kind of, you know, going off the shelves is that as more and more people have Alexa, they have kind of a single hub for being able to control their smart lights, their smart plugs, and their, you know, smart microwaves and their smart whatever else. It makes it much, you know, easier to imagine having a smart home versus, you know, you have smart lights and you have to control them in this one app. And then you have a whole other app for your smart plugs. And then you kind of have the smart, you know, oven, but you don't really know how to, um, you know, like, how do you actually use the smart part? What does this even mean? (laughs) So I think one of the reasons that we're actually seeing smart home picking up so much steam is that all of the voice connected um, element is creating kind of a single interface for controlling your entire smart home. And just to go back to your original question, you know, can you think of any devices that, you know, maybe others haven't occurred to others to set up? You know, everyone knows how great smart lights and smart plugs are. And I 100% agree with that. They are fantastic. I have every single light in my home is um, either connected to a smart plug or has a smart light bulb in it. But I would say the smart home device that's been kind of the most surprisingly, you know, just like delightful on the upside for me are my smart shades. So I've set up smart shades also throughout my home. It is super, super convenient to be able to automatically close them with a daily Alexa routine. So like my living room faces west and in the afternoon, especially you know, as, you know, March, April, sort of May, June, you know, the, you know, the sort of spring and summer months are upon us. My living room just gets blasted with sun. You know, it's just, it heats the Mm -hmm. entire room up. If you're in the room, you know, you're, you, you basically have to turn your back to the window in order to, you know, not be blinded by the light. And it's extremely convenient that every day at whatever this time is that I set. So, you know, if I set it for, you know, three o'clock or four o'clock, it changes as the light changes. But the shades in my living room come down at that exact same time every single day. So even if I'm not home, I know that I'm not going to come home to like a sauna in my living room, which is really, really nice. And then I have a routine that runs in the early evening after the sun, you know, the strong sun is gone that brings the shades back up. Another use for smart shades. So when I get in bed at night, I say, Alexa, it's bedtime. 
to dim the lights in my room, but also my shades all close. And it's really, it's such a, it seems like such a small thing, but when you don't have to night after night, go around to each lamp, turn each one off, you know, pull the, you know, shade cord down on each shade when it all just sort of comes down together at the same time. It's really, really nice. So look, I would say awesome. if you don't have any smart home devices set up yet, definitely start with smart lights and smart plugs. If you already have that stuff up and running and you're wondering, you know, what does phase two look like? I definitely think that uh, considering smart shades is the way to go. And the thing that is really, I think some people will be surprised by that have not invested in like smart plugs and smart light bulbs is how incredibly affordable they are now. So, you know, it's not like, you know, even, I don't know, five years ago, if you were going to try to do some of this stuff, it'd be pretty pricey, but it gets, it gets more and more affordable every day, as tends to be the case with new technologies. All right. Let's talk about routines because you mentioned your bedtime routine. Can you explain what a routine is and maybe some examples of some of your favorite routines? Sure. So an Alexa routine, say like the best way to, to sort of give you a sense for what it is, is with an Alexa routine, you can set it and forget it. So you can say, for example, I want every morning at 6.30 a.m. for my bedroom shades to come up and my lights to dim on and my coffee maker to turn on. And you never have to set that again. And you can trigger an Alexa routine based on a time, based on a location. So that's a really cool option. So for example, you could have a routine that triggers when you get home. So when you enter, I think it's it's a radius of you know 500 feet, something like that around a specified location. When you either enter that or you leave that, you can trigger a routine. So you could have a routine that turns on your favorite music and turns on your hallway lights. You know when you get home. So that that's that's the second way that you can trigger routines. The third way is you can trigger a routine with a voice command. So in the example I gave of my bedtime routine, every time I say, Alexa, it's bedtime, my shades come down and my lights turn turn off. That's the third way. And then the fourth way that you can trigger an Alexa routine, and this is, you know, somewhat new, came out in summer 2019, is when your Alexa alarm goes off, when you dismiss it, the act of dismissing your routine can I'm sorry, the act of dismissing your alarm can kick off a routine. And that takes me Ooh. to my favorite Alexa routine, which is definitely my morning routine. So I, you know, it's probably a little challenging for most people to get out of bed in the morning. And I am definitely one of the people for whom it's um, a little <laughs> tougher and having an Alexa routine in the morning to help me get out of bed has just made it much easier. So first, my Alexa routine, my Alexa alarm wakes me up. So I usually set a music alarm. So I like to mix up the song. And this morning, it was Mariah Carey fantasy, you know, looking for some happy pump up music. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I say Alexa stop to dismiss the alarm, it kicks off my routine. So when I dismiss the alarm, my lights turn on gradually. 
my shades come up, the smart plug in my kitchen, which is connected to my coffee maker, turns on to start brewing my coffee. And then Alexa starts up my flash briefing on the Echo speaker in my bedroom. And so it kind of helps me, you know, you know, get my mind kind of uh, moving, thinking, um, you know, get me out of bed. And I really love this routine. And it's extremely easy to set this up as well. I uh, love that. What's on your flash briefing list? Like what's number one? Like I'm curious, like what can you tolerate hearing when your eyes are still half closed? Like, you know, to be totally honest, I have flash briefings from a lot of like our, you know, flash briefing community, Jen. So I listen yep. to <laughs> Dave Kemp's flash briefing. I listen to Terry Fisher. Mm-hmm. I listen to Emily Benders. I listen um, to Daniels. So um, there's something nice about hearing, you know, look, I, you know, I love to listen, you know, toward the end of my flash briefing, I have, you know, the Wall Street Journal does a really nice tech update. You know, the New York Times Daily mm-hmm. has, has some good stuff. I really like the Reuters flash briefing as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't always want to hear about, you know, the kind of, you know, the sort of what's happening in the world because first thing in the morning, because sometimes that stuff is not the nicest thing to wake up to. Yeah, you think? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you one. I, I don't, I, I I have to redo my morning routine because I didn't have the right stuff in the beginning. But one one of my favorite flash briefings, which kind of, I meant to actually mention this when we were talking about this stuff that can help us survive this difficult time that we're in right now. And it's one of my favorite flash briefings. Do you know what I'm going to say? Can you guess? Everyday Positivity. Yes. Yeah. Everyday Positivity with Kate Cocker. I just love it. It's so, so good. She's got this amazing British accent and um, it's not just like she's reading motivational quotes. She just kind of chats with you. Uh, in a really nice way about stuff that makes you feel good and mm-hmm. gives you sort of reframes things for me a lot of times. So I really, really like that one. I also think that that Amy, Amy Summers, her flash briefing, the pitch, that mm-hmm. is also for me a really nice kind of motivational flash briefing. It kind of goes hand in hand. You know, that Kate Cocker's is a bit more kind of reflective and Amy's mm-hmm. is kind of like, here's something you could do today to kind of like make your day better, you know, be more effective. And I really like the sort mm-hmm. of one, two of those to kind of make me kind of feel good in the morning. And those two are both on my list as well. Yeah. And just worth mentioning that every single flash briefing that you mentioned are, these are, these are flash briefings that are updated consistently. And so the flash briefings that are just sort of like fly by night and they do it a little bit here and a little bit there, people aren't going to listen to those because you can't count on them. I mean, let's say you have it as part of your routine. If you're going to hear the same flash briefing every day for three weeks, it's no bueno. So I love that about all those people in our in our, in our flash briefing circle who um, they're consistent flash briefing creators. Definitely. So that's just a, a side note. All right. So have you learned any cool things that Lexi could do recently that, you know, that we don't know about that you just think is, is cool? Yeah. So, um, you know, this isn't a super new feature, but it's, it's just not one that I had used until recently and it's follow-up mode. So are you familiar with follow-up mode, Jen? No, I wasn't even familiar with brief mode. So tell me about follow-up mode. 
So when you enable follow-up mode, what happens is when you make an Alexa request, Alexa will then stay awake and ready for your next question just for a few seconds. And the reason that that's nice is that you don't have to keep saying the wake word, you know, i.e. Alexa or Echo or computer or Amazon or whatever you have, whatever your wake word is. You don't have to keep saying it over and over when you have a series of questions. You can just say, you know, Alexa, what's the weather? What's the weather in, you know, Vermont today? You can kind of have, you can ask a few things in a row without continually having to reawaken her. And if you want to turn it on, on any of your Echo speakers, just say, Alexa, turn on follow-up mode. And, you know, say that you want follow-up mode enabled for one speaker, but not for the rest of your speakers in your home. That's totally fine too. You have to turn it on individually for each of your speakers by saying, Alexa, turn on follow-up mode to each one. Okay. I'm going to do it right now. Alexa, turn on follow-up mode. I love hearing how fast your Alexa speaks, Jen. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) Okay. So she told me I already have it turned on. Okay. So cool. Uh, All right. So I know you have to hear this all day long because whenever I talk about Lexi and how much I love it and love love this, this, all this technology, um, I hear, but I don't want to have one of those things in my house. So is there a way for people to use Lexi without an Echo speaker? Yes. So you like can use- when they're out walking around and stuff. Absolutely. Anybody who has the Alexa app on your phone, you can use that Alexa via that app in almost all the ways that you can use Alexa on your Echo speaker. And of course, the biggest difference is that when you're speaking to Alexa on your Echo speaker, you just say Alexa and start talking. And with the app, you have to open the app and then you have to tap on the Alexa button, which is that that one that's in the center of the bottom navigation bar in the app. So it's not fully ambient, but you can access Alexa that way. And of course, if you do have the Echo Buds that came out at the end of last year, then you can literally use Alexa in that same ambient way that you do at home, even when you're out and about. So not with my Apple Buds, it has to be Amazon Buds. I don't even know about these Buds. So if you have Apple Buds, if you have the AirPods, you would have those AirPods in your ears. You'd pull out your phone, you would tap on the Alexa app, and then you would tap on, there's this, this icon on the when you open the app, you'll see the navigation bar that's at the bottom of the screen. And in the center of it, there's a little icon that almost looks like this, like a speech bubble. And you tap on that and you'll get to a screen that has like a little bit, like a blue, like light at the bottom, kind of like a, like a strip that's sort of blue that looks like what your, the top of your echo light ring looks like when it's listening. So you'll see this blue is on and you just start talking. So you don't even have to say Alexa because you don't have to wake it up. You've already awakened Mm. Alexa by tapping on that Alexa icon and um, accessing the tap with that blue kind of light strip. 
So what kind of things do you see people are, are using the phone app for? So I listen, I listen, I often listen to my flash briefing when I'm walking around. So a lot of flash briefings are also offered via podcast apps. But if you want to listen to all your flash briefings, just like as if you were listening to songs on a playlist, so you don't have to keep turning each one on individually in, an, in a podcast app, it's a lot better mm-hmm. to just listen to them via Alexa on the Alexa app. So that's a great one. Of course, going back to the meditation skills that we spoke about earlier, if you want a moment of peace outdoors, just find any spot where you could sit down, close your eyes, put on your headphones, and you can invoke either of these meditation skills that we spoke about. So headspace or the real simple relax meditation skill. And then also, you know, I think that during this time when we're all sort of cooped we're all cooped up, you know, if you live in an area where you're able to sort of get out for a walk in a place where, you know, there are not a lot of people and you can still practice social distancing, you know, play a game on the go, you know, just walk around and and entertain yourself. Why not? Why not? I mean, who cares if people think we're talking to ourselves? Because, well, actually, that's not even a thing anymore because we are all talking to ourselves because we're talking into our earbuds. Exactly. Um, on the telephone. So, so who cares? Uh, all right. So can you give us a few general pro tips for using Alexa that have made the experience even better for you? So this is, you know, this seems like such a small thing, but it has really made my whole experience with using Alexa at home a lot better. And I actually learned this tip from a voice brew subscriber. So, you know, you know, first things first, If you're an avid Alexa user, I highly recommend putting Echo speakers in multiple rooms around your home so that Alexa can truly be ambient. You know, it doesn't make a ton. When I, you know, got my first Echo speaker, I only had one in my kitchen, but I had a smart light in my bedroom that was connected to Alexa and I had (laughs) to go into the kitchen to turn off my bedroom lights. And (laughs) That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, a lot of the no. examples that we've talked about, like if you have an echo speaker in your bathroom, you're washing your hands, you can set the 20 minute timer to make sure you're washing long enough. It's there are so many, you'll really be able to rely on Alexa much more to sort of help you and truly be your intelligent assistant if Alexa is ambient and in multiple rooms in your home. So with that in mind, if you have Alexa. In multiple rooms across your home, what you know when I used to say Alexa in my kitchen, it would trigger Alexa instead in the you know the bathroom that was nearby, which was you know really annoying. So what I would what I did is I changed the wake word on all these different devices that are near each other. So the living room, the wake word is Alexa. The bathroom nearby, it's Echo. I have one in the, my in the hallway, which is also kind of open to the living room. And that one, the wake word is computer. And so now when I am trying to access Alexa on these different devices, it never gets confused. And it's extremely easy to change the wake word. All you have to do is say, Alexa, change the wake word, and then pick your new option. Um, so that is kind of a you know little pro tip 
that's been really impactful for me that I think for, for those of you that also have multiple devices in your home, you might find really useful as well. Yeah, I, I totally love that because that happens when I'm in the living room. If I say, if I say Lexi too loud, it wakes up the one in the kitchen, then they're both talking back at me and it's, it's annoying. So I love that. Now, the only thing I'm thinking of is like when I'm yelling for one of my kids, I can't get their names right. So it's like if I'm trying to figure out who, whose computer and whose, you know, Echo and whose Lexi, I guess I'll just, you know, it'll be like more, the, the more I practice it, the, the, the better I'll, I'll remember it, I guess. Sometimes and when I, when I first, thing- oh, go, go ahead, Jen. No, 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 you go ahead. You go. No, I, you're totally right. It definitely takes a little bit of getting used to, but it's, 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 you know, it, it's worth it. Yeah, totally. And the other thing I want to say with the, with the, with the drop-in thing and having them in, in every room is uh, my oldest child particularly has always hated me yelling through the house. He just, I don't know why it's like, it's, it's just put him in a bad mood. But at the same time, I don't want to walk up two flights of stairs to tell him that dinner is ready. So what do you do? Like, seriously, I, 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 every single night it would me go to the stairway, yell up, dinner's ready, Jake, Jake, or whatever. Jake, you're late for school. Jake, are you up? Whatever. Once we got the devices, it made everything so much easier. Now I just say announcement and then for dinner ready. And then every Everywhere we've got the device, it says dinner's ready. So that's been that's been super handy. Yeah, that's a great that's a great one too. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for the time that you spent with us today. I learned so much, and I know that our listeners did as well. And I want to encourage everyone to go and check out Voice Brew at voicebrew.com. Make sure you subscribe because even if you think, eh, I'm not that interested in Alexa, what I will say is that if all you do is sign up to see what stellar content creation looks like, like the bar has been set high by this woman. So go and you're going to love it. So go and check it out. And uh, anything else, Catherine, before we sign off? No, that's all. Th- like, thank you so much, Jen, for having me on and for encouraging everyone to sign up for for voice brew i I really appreciate your support thank you 